your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, joining me in the studio is David Sheehan, who's a graduate of the Limerick Bicycle Engineering Academy, along with Mr. Bike in Limerick and well beyond. (laughs) Marty Mannering is there. Um, David, uh, you're welcome. Marty, obviously, uh, we've had you here before and you're welcome back. Um, Now, doing what we're going to say you've done would be an achievement in any circumstances. But tell us about your own... um, Disability, or would you even call it that? Let me know. <laughs> How are you, Joe? Um, How are you doing? Um, I've been blind now for 20 years, or just gone 20 years, um, constantly trying to find ways of doing stuff like I used to be able to do before I lost my sight. And, um, and what were the circumstances of what happened? Um, I, I, got, I was assaulted when I just I was 18, like a month. Really? Uh, yeah. And that, and that led to complete blindness? Yeah. yeah. And was it immediate? Yeah. So what a dramatic um, turnaround in your life yeah. as a teenager, just going into adulthood. Yeah. And, yeah. And and how did you get your head around it? How did you manage your way through it? Very very difficult, Joe, to say the least. <laughs> um, of course. Uh, like fifteen months or so after it happened, to me, I started to come out of it. I started to get out more. I met my partner, who I'm still with, like nearly twenty years or nineteen years. Um, we have three kids. That definitely helps. Keeps me busy. And three sons I have are wonderful. Um, just getting on with it, I suppose. I didn't want to dwell on it. And no, of, co- of course. And get up and but, get on with life. But on a practical basis, uh, having had sight for 18 years, yeah. do you still see images in your mind or do they fade over time? They, they kind of fade over time, but I still have the basic kind of like I can still like when I walk around the town, I can still imagine the streets where I'm going. Like my my eldest lad is thirteen. I'm going around town with him, and he's he's still like, Dad, where are we go next? And I I we're going left up here, and he <laughs> he's wondering how I know. But I still like I born and reared in Limerick, so I know town right. pretty well, you know. Because you know people who who are blind from birth, for example, the conceptualization of simple yeah. things like a table or you know even the microphone that's in yeah. front of you there yeah. now. But would you can visualize that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the day to day then, um, how you as you said you got out and about again, and how you tried to develop your life uh, after blindness. Tell me about that. Um, like it was it was very very. Like, like, I can't stress enough. It was very difficult at the time. Like it's a real shock to the system. When you when you open your eyes, you can't see anymore. It's very difficult to deal with. But when I started to sit down and think about it, like uh, I had to get up and I had to do something about it. I had to get on with my life. Life still goes on as my dad always said to me. So um, just wanted to get out there and be as normal as I could. Still, I, like I hate even saying to people that I'm blind because that automatically people think that I was born blind and I don't know what stuff looks like and I don't know. Whereas I had sight for 18 years, so I first say that I can't see. Yes. You know? I lost my sight or I can't see anymore. That's why I put it like... Emotionally, I mean, how have you coped with a totally understandable reaction, possibly of bitterness about what happened to you? I I did have a lot of bitterness. um, But I I realised I was only hurting myself by sitting around dwelling over it and I had to get up and do something about it. Make mm. change, and that's what I did. And 
And what about work and routine and, and how that developed for you? It's just, um, I've always, like, been as a kid with my father on the back, messing about, and he, cha- he taught, taught me an awful lot of stuff, how to fix things and repair stuff, and so I was always interested in working with tools and that kind of thing, get my hands dirty. So I've taught myself ways of still being able to do that with no sight. I, I do a lot of things around the house still, like leaky tap or anything like that, or, <laughs> you know. That's amazing, because... I have sight, I can't do any of those things and I'm being genuine about it. So, and you're, you're able to do it by feel and... Yeah, yeah, I've always been asked what I'd like to do and I said I'd like to work in a workshop environment but being blind, I didn't think that'd be possible. A lot of people think, oh, you're blind, how are you going to be able to, how are you going to be able to do this? How are you going to be able to do that? That's kind of reaction I kind of got. But then when I found out about the BEA coming up, I was delighted, absolutely delighted I was. And at first... I didn't think I'd get a place in it because I knew when I went for an interview for the course that I'd be, they'd look at me like, how are you going to be able to do this or how are you going to do that? And, but when I explained and when I finally met Marty, he said to me, look Dave, there's stuff that you can't do, you understand that, but there's a lot you can do and let's focus on that. And so Yeah, we're chatting to David Sheehan there, it's a remarkable story obviously and Marty Mannering is uh, with us as well. Um Marty, just pick up the story there as to, you know, how you came across Dave and, and then how you moved things forward with him. Uh, I mean, even sitting here, I'm constantly in awe of this guy. If there's any phrase for this fella, it's putting the ability into disability. I've never met anybody like him as, as long as I've been alive. And you know me over the years of constantly kicking doors and trying and getting to the next level. Well, you know, we finally got there um, in a big way. With, with an international idea we had of opening Europe's first bicycle engineering centre where you can do a full engineering course focusing on um, manufacturing your own bike for it, the frame, all the wheel building, the pneumatics, the hydraulics, the electronics, everything. Um, so, so that concept was was um, accepted by the ETB, the LCETB um, in Limerick, and we were delighted. So we held interviews and David rocked in to one of the interviews. And I was there with one of the ETB um, advisors, actually, at the time. So it was me with the subject matter expertise and there was the ETB lady with the, um, you know, the requirements to come onto a course like this. And when David left the room, both of us just looked at each other and said the most inspiring interviewee that we had so far. And, and I was asked, you know, how can he do certain things? And I said, well, you know, there's a lot of people you've just interviewed, I guarantee won't be able to do half what I think that guy will be able to do. It's just at the moment, it's not apparent. And I, I said, look, wheel building, for example, is a black art, a real black art in the industry. And we want to make sure that that's something that's um, in David's lap. And I explained this to him. There's things you can't do, but it, let me look at this for you. And now David actually works as a part-time lecturer in our academy now, teaching other people wheel building. It's absolutely fascinating guy. Uh, and what was the length of time involved in the process in, in, from the interview onwards? Oh, well, the interview was pretty much, you know, I mean, it, it was a slam dunk at the end of it, really, once we'd had a discussion and we realised, and I said, listen, give this guy a go. He, he deserves a chance as much as anybody else that came into the room. And, you know, his wife brought him in, left him, bang, he was on his own. There was none of this, you know, pussyfooting around about, you know, oh, oh I've got a bit of an issue here, how are we going to get over it? It was just simply, I want to do this, I can do it. And this guy here can fix a bicycle once it's put in front of him as good as any mechanic that's ever come through my hands. 
So now what we're trying to do is take him to the next stage of that and an idea he has, which is producing um, a, a self-driving or semi-self-driving device, which he's put a lot of research and development into. And all we can do, Joe, is give him every bit of help that we possibly can, which is what we're doing. But we're here to try and give a little bit of a shout out to see if we can get him a bit more help along those lines. Sure, and we'll get to that in a moment. But uh, David, I mean, how challenging was it for you in the early days at the academy? Um, Initially, it was like my first time in around a group setting, like school again, kind of setting. I had to take a bit of adjustment, but everyone was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. They really took to me and once, once they understood... I'm just a guy that can't see anymore and I'm just a normal guy that works away with tools and the, the crack and the banter was brilliant. And, and what Marty was saying there, you know, the, the physical aspects of it, learning this new trade without your sight. Um, like I was always into cycling. But when I had my sight, my, my motor transport was a bike. So I know to repair it. I know to do stuff on it. And I learned a lot from Marty's course too with all the new bikes out now and the new advancements that's come along since. Which I had to learn on the new ways. And, and I, I what would you point to as the big things that you learned from Marty and, and from the team there? Wheel building, number one. Absolutely brilliant. I love I really enjoy it. It's very therapeutic. <laughs> but um, yeah, and the bike building in itself and bike um, repairing, even like assembling new bikes. It's just, I like to see all the new bikes out and all the new systems, all the new braking systems, all, all that type of stuff. Fascinates me like so. I, I remember a really funny story actually, Joe, very quickly um, when David was there. Obviously, he just got on with things. You know, he'd just turn up. It, it wouldn't have to be, you know, nobody had to help him do anything. He'd find his way through the building. He knew he knew the walls, he knew the toilets, he knew the doors, he knew the, he knew the workbenches. He knew everything as much as anybody else within a day. And I used to wonder, although we didn't want to interfere too much, well, we didn't want to interfere at all because he's just very capable of anything. And what I wanted to do was... Um, one morning I was out talking to somebody and uh, David gets out of a taxi and he was laughing. And I said, what were you laughing at? He saw the taxi drivers are always amazed. So they pick him up here in Gary Owen, And then on the way, they realise that he's blind, but he walks out of the house to the taxi and then they ask him where he's going. He said, I'm going to the Bicycle Engineering Academy. I'm training as a bicycle engineering technician. And they're just, you know, they just must be looking at him thinking, what? Is this something? Then he gets out the taxi, walks around the taxi, into the college on his own, no dog, no stick, no nothing. He, you know, bangs into something, get past it, off you go again. It's an incredible <laughs> guy. That is remarkable. I mean, what um, aids do you have? You know, what you... at the moment, just, just uh, here and that's it. Like, that's, that's it. Like I, have, I have a uh, nice I drive at home. Um, I cycle around that with the kids I have my older lads little bike and I, I cycle around with the younger ones and follow them around circle around circle around the garden I, I can do all that like on a bicycle like and when you need help who helps you? Um, my partner number one um, she's absolutely brilliant Brenda um, I blast without her tell the truth but uh, yeah other than that like, I'd rather do it by myself most of the time I, I hate asking for help unless I really need to because better be more as dependent as I can so independent as I can so yeah Joe we had to keep this guy off a bicycle <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> when, when we were out testing bicycles there wasn't one guy that was in the group that couldn't test it this guy was on it exactly the same two wheel bicycle but we had to have a person either side of him running either side which is the whole point of the next project but this guy here just there's no stopping him yeah 
And David, what, I mean, what about the fact, you know, that Marty did take a chance here? You know, it might yeah. have been easier for Marty to say, yeah, yeah. look, on balance, we, we won't go down this road. Yeah. yeah. It's just, um, that's what I tried to get across on, on the initial interview for the course. I spoke and explained myself as best I could that I can do things and I can use tools and good great my hands. So, and, 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 that. and tell me more about the concept that you have that Marty mentioned, David. The concept that I have is, Joe, um, like if I was to go to an agreement now today with somebody, they'd cycle along behind me and they'd constantly have to say left, right, left, because when you're blind you don't know where straight is. I balance, I can cycle, I can do all that, but just the straight line is where I'm having the difficulty. I'd rather be able to go out and have the, a bike with um, sensors on the front, camera system. Um, we're looking at all different options and ideas at the moment, but um, just basically so I could cycle along and it would keep me in a straight line by myself so I can actually enjoy cycling. And I'm sure there's hundreds and uh, like hundreds of blind people and visually impaired people all over the world that would love something like that. Mm-hmm. Have to go for a cycle. So, Marty, what's needed to help take David's idea from concept to reality? Okay, well, I think at this stage, Joe, you know, this isn't autonomous driving, isn't or autonomous autonomous vehicles is nothing new at all. My own son drives a car that'll drive itself if you wanted to, but it's never been done with a bicycle. And when David came to me with this idea, we thought, right, why can't we make Limerick, take a stretch of the Limerick Greenway, maybe five or ten kilometres, and make that the first fully accessible cycling area so David can go with the kids and he can jump on a bike and go and the kids can go and when they go off up the path, he can just follow on. And this it's not this isn't rocket science at all. Now David's done a lot of research. We've provided him with a with a cargo tricycle that we have. Um, we provided him with the expertise and the engineering expertise with access to all of our facilities and we provided him with every single thing that we possibly can. What we can't provide to him, Joe, we're a college, what we can't provide to him is any support financially or we can't help him get it to the next stage. So there is things, I mean, we've got the Future Mobility Campus of Ireland here in the Midwest in Shannon, um, who we've written to um, and at the moment, nothing in return. Analog Devices are another incredible company that are involved in this sector as well. Again, who we've written to. And I'm not, um, at the moment, trying to contradict anybody for not returning any mails. I know how busy business is. But at this stage, I'd really like David to be helped for somebody to come on board with the Bicycle Engineering Academy and partner this project and help us if they can. And, and obviously this will be the first Irish-made bicycle um, am I right about that? Well, the cargo tricycle that he's that we've we've given to David for this project is the first Irish made. It was a prototype we made for on post this particular bike. It's a big cargo tricycle, um, so we have that. It's electric. It's there. It's it's worth a lot of money. Right. Um, but we've we've given that to this project for David. So we've matched. We we've basically put up here about around about fifty thousand euros worth of help. Um, but there's limitations in what we can do when it gets to the next okay. stage. Right. So it would be the development of that to David's yeah. concept. And, and all of the you know he's already got involved with with proximity um, devices to help him and the rest of it. But there is superb technology out there now that's in cars and with people under development. Maybe they just haven't thought mm. the bicycle could be the the exact prototype testing thing for this. And this guy here beside me is your test pilot. You've got the guy with the expertise. He's a fully qualified bicycle engineering technician. He's got the will quite obviously, as you can hear, and he's your perfect candidate here to go forward and get a fully 
And, movable bicycle. And I presume that, you know, you've had your successes in business and in what you do, Marty, that you probably don't feel you've ever done anything as important as, as oh. helping here. I mean, you know, it, it, uh, I'm dyslexic and quite proud of it. I, I wrote a book recently as a dyslexic person and I've never read one. You know, and the things like that to me were absolutely mountains to climb. But this guy is, I mean, he, he is the Chris Bonington of the disability world when it comes to to what's going on and an absolute advocate for getting up, getting out there, making it happen. And that's why I suppose he appealed to me. I'd, I'd be a pretty much never say no guy. And this right. is the very same skin. So from every point of view, from the point of view of doing the right thing, helping the project, and even from a commercial point of view, it would make sense for someone listening this morning to help out or maybe a couple of people or businesses to yeah. help out if they could. Joe, if anybody was interested here at all in talking to us about taking this project to the next stage, it's already well over half the way down the track here. And literally within six months, you could have the very first fully accessible stretch of a greenway with the first bicycle capable of helping there. It could be an incredible story. Um, And Um, David, yes, what would you say? um, I I just want to stress first, um, I'm not trying to develop a, a, a bike for a blind person to off an agreement by himself <laughs> just to make that clear um, just for going out with people going out with their kids just uh, a device to help along with, on the path is basically what we're trying to do Right and your message then to someone who might be listening this morning who could potentially help you? Um, I would love I'd love somebody to come on board to help us take this further and I really think we can do it just the technology is there there's so many sensors camera devices all sorts of technology there that could help me with it. I'm sure we could we could uh, get it done. If anyone would love to, like to come on board and help out, did, I'd really appreciate it. Did the terrible thing that happened to you make you a more determined person in life, ultimately? Uh, in a way, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, like like something like this when it happens, yeah, like it, it could take you down very, very easy. More than like when I had my sight, something that would get you down. You could shake it off after a few minutes or whatever or stuff that really annoy you this it, it won't you have to fight it mentally kind of if that makes sense and and had they told you the doctors straight away that, that I, this I, was going to be it I knew straight away after it happened after this I knew there's a Limerick mum who's asking what would you say David to a young person who's faced with the prospect of losing their sight and is trying to come to terms with it I've I've spoken to I've worked with other blind people I've 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 done voluntary work and I've taught other people how to use iPhones iPads using VoiceOver and and I've met people in, in similar circumstances that just lost their sight and I could tell by them that it didn't hit them yet that this is it this this is the way it's going to be but but like it's tough nothing's easy not nothing new is easy like it's going to be tough it's going to be a hard days but eventually you got to sit and talk to yourself and say like. You can't sit like this forever. You gotta get up. You gotta do something. You gotta get on with it and make a life for yourself. It's, right. e- it's easier said than done. But well, what an example you are of it. Um, and uh, listener says, "My name's Kevin. I know David from the Bicycle Engineering Academy. He's an absolute legend." At first, you would think it was going to be um, almost a joke that a blind guy would teach you how to build wheels, especially having built wheels myself. But sure enough, in he comes with some spokes, a rim and a smile and sits down and builds a wheel by feel while telling jokes and genuinely teaching us. I have so much respect for his drive, determination and reality. 
says Kevin. And that's a very nice and, and genuine compliment. Marty, then, if someone wants to help, get in touch with yourselves. Or? Yes, sure. Uh, um, you can come through us. The Bicycle Engineering Academy website is very, very easy. It's bea.ie. So you can go onto there. Um, you'll get a link through to us. You can send that through. We've got a full marketing department now that will pick up those um, those messages and we'll come back. Joe, we are available 24 hours a day to come and talk to anybody that might want to get on board with this project and take it further forward. And the Bicycle Engineering Academy, of course, is, as with David, we are a fully open academy with an engineering programme that is open for everybody in Limerick City, the biggest in Europe. So if people want to come onto that engineering programme, um, and end up like David with a, a mechanical engineering diploma at the end of it and all those skills, transferable skills along the way, then obviously they can come on board and they'll meet David in there as well, uh, specifically in wheel building classes. They'll meet him <laughs> and, uh, and and he'll give them the inspiration they need to go forward if they haven't got it already. Are the jokes clean that you tell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. They're not. Clean. Most of them are clean. <laughs> I'm glad you joined me that, Marty, because I was going to ask him to tell us one. <laughs> and, but thank you for that. Uh, well, listen, um, David, uh, you including Marty, I've met lots of people doing this job and fantastic people doing amazing things. Well, you are a serious inspiration and I'm kind of embarrassed about the things I complain about um, having heard your story. You're, you're a phenomenal guy. Uh, and thank you for coming in. And Thanks for having us. I believe you will get the backing you need for this project because it will help the wider community, uh, as you point out. And it sounds like a, a wonderful concept and uh, more power to you. It's uh, David Sheehan, who is a graduate of the Limerick Bicycle Engineering Academy, along with Marty Mannering, who I feel like saying is the driving force, but really the riding force feels more uh, appropriate behind uh, all of this. And great to see you, Marty. Well done, Chip. Thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you very much. Pleasure having you in. Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95.